My mansion sitting on 40 acres. Who the neighbors? Kobe Bryant from the Lakers. Now that's paper. Kobe Bryant from the Lakers. Now that's paper. Kobe Bryant from the Lakers. Now that's paper. My mansion sitting on 40 acres. Who the neighbors? Kobe Bryant from the Lakers. Now that's paper. Kobe Bryant from the Lakers. Now that's paper. Kobe Bryant from the Lakers. Now that's paper. Big cribs, lot of cars, enormous prices. I ain't gonna tell you what I spent, but my plug might get money. The South Congress Podcast is a lifestyle show that sometimes crosses over into mature territory. The views expressed are those of the hosts and guests who come from different backgrounds and experiences. Listener discretion is advised. It's the South Congress Podcast, episode 98. My name is Cameron. And I'm Peanut. How are you this fine Saturday, sir? Doing okay. I'm getting over my allergies, but you know, it's all good. That's why I sound kind of congested or stuffed up. I'm saying Saturday mm-hmm. because we made it a point. This, this show is going to come out a day earlier than usual because uh, we want to talk Super Bowl. Um, we know you're spending your day prepping for the Super Bowl, so why not give you something to listen to during that time? True. Normally, we're like, I feel like we're the Monday drive show. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll be, Ain't the, no going to work. we'll be the Sunday uh, the Sunday prep show this week. Um, Sunday prep for all those wings. So how has your week been, sir? It's been pretty good. Um, like I said earlier, I had that uh, region regional meeting with the coaches from all over the area. It's pretty cool. Um, ran into Mace. Says hi. Yeah. Ran into Nate, too. Nate says hi as well. Yeah, Nate, Nate um, and Mace both doing well in their respective fields. Good mm-hmm. guys. What, what else did you do? That was like four hours ago. I mean, that's pretty much it. I, I didn't really. I mean, I just had school this week, but that was it. But you know, school, school, school is school. Indeed. Yeah. How about you? How was your week? Um, so I, <laughs> I feel like you're forgetting. Like we spent like time together. Um, no, I definitely didn't forget that. So I, I kind of want to. Uh, we'll get to that, I guess. I mean, because we released the. I'm sorry, but we. But I'm saying, like we, you know, that was Saturday night. Mm-hmm. So we still had the rest of Saturday night and Sunday. We'll talk about that. Yeah. Um. This week was crazy because we had somebody who had to be out. So hey, that was well done. Um. We had oh, to be nice. out. So, or somebody was out. So I had to work like three late days this week, and I hate working late. And then I was tired getting back from the, all the stuff that we were doing. Um. Went to happy hour yesterday. Saw my boss there. So that was like a thing. Um. You know. Really. Yeah. 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 It was cool. Yeah, so uh, like I said, some my boss at Happy Hour I haven't seen. Like, this is my boss's boss, and mm-hmm. so like I saw her husband there, and I was like, I know that guy, um, and couldn't figure out where he was from. And then like she shows up, and so I'm like, oh okay, and we talk for a while. From I'm not Yakistonia. getting fired, huh? Yakistonia. Yeah, I'm not getting fired this week, so that's cool. Nice. Um, so no, let's uh rewind a little bit. Mm-hmm. So we did a show Saturday night from the hotel. A wrestling um, show. Yeah, it was a wrestling show. Mm-hmm. Um, why you you get so frustrated? What what should we have talked about last week? Uh, our time in Houston. We weren't in Houston yet. Oh, I don't know. Like we, that's what I'm saying. Like the that hose. was we. That was our weekend. So like we should have talked about our weekend. But now we can talk about the rest of it. So yeah, uh, we do the show. Uh, how was? <laughs> tell me about the Houston nightlife, Peanut. No, I hated it. Yeah, I it hate it. Not, okay, uh, downtown Houston yeah. is a fucking joke. Start. Start with downtown Houston. Explain Down- to people yeah. kind of what that experience was. So if you've never been to downtown Houston, if you're like 
young and vibrant like us. Young and vibrant like us. Don't don't go down there because it is a ghost town. There's nothing down there. Uh, the, the the McDonald's and the Whataburger were closed at 7 p.m. And, and again, what do you think caused that? Gentrification. <laughs> Can you elaborate a little bit on why you think things would have closed that early? Because all the super fancy restaurants, the House of Blues, and this fine dine Mexican cuisine where, you know, you have to pay like 40 bucks for a Mexican plate and you might not get an enchilada with no rice and beans. Yeah. Like, and just to elaborate on what you're saying. So here's how we pictured it. Like we're downtown in Houston, like literally in the middle of downtown. We're what? Uh, less than a mile from the Toyota Center, right? Yeah. Walking distance. So. To all that shit. That minute made everywhere. Yeah, when we get there, like it's really only people who seem to be there for wrestling that are anywhere like within. Ghost town. Like it was. Yeah, it was nobody there. Like, and this is early in the afternoon. Yeah, I thought I thought we were in Fallout or something. When <laughs> we went to um when we left that area to go like get uh get drinks and stuff, mm-hmm. then we saw like a few more people, it was a little more populated, but it still wasn't like crazy, right? Yeah. No, you just always assume downtown in a large city is gonna be where people are. So fast forward to after we're done with the show, like we go outside to go get some food. It's like eight thirty oh the McDonald's is closed. Yeah. Like Whataburger's uh, closed. I had to walk my ass over to uh, Domino's. And so then we go to go out. Mm-hmm. And like the only restaurants that are open are like the four nice restaurants. We're like a couple of blocks from House of Blues. Yeah. Um, so so it seems to me what it was like. They're trying to keep certain people down there at night. And they want yeah. certain people out. They're like, well, we got to generate this money. So if we only have three restaurants open, that's where they got to go. And I didn't even really see like a whole bunch of homeless people. Not like I'm used to here. You know what I'm saying? Like. It wasn't a whole lot of folks. So, I don't know. Um, it was really weird that you couldn't just grab a burger at 8.30 at night. So, then we go, like, out, out. And eh, I forget that every place isn't where we live. It's not all the the bars are kind of open and everybody comes and goes as they please. And you can hear music in one place across the street and you can see people. It was very, like stuffy and yes like we we dealt with the oh you can't get in with jordan's thing that exists still in the world sometimes oh that's right yeah which we know what shout it out means. wonder bar yeah but but even there when i say shout out me fuck you but even there we can get in with jordan's it's just on depending sunday. on who at the door okay on sunday we can but this place was like it was just like no niggers allowed <laughs> that's what <laughs> it was it was like yo um and like even the bar that we went to with the, uh, the very attractive full-figured gal. Mm-hmm. Oh. Oh. Buddy. Um, Man. Yeah, even that place was like, it wasn't really cool. Like, they weren't playing the music we really, like, listened to. Like Didn't matter. It. I didn't have the best time in my life. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, that's what it is. So They, they could have played Camptown Races in that motherfucker for all I gave a shit. She would have been dancing fast. Oh, and that would fine. But like, cool. but like you said, it was like, you know, that ass is just so wide. It was like, you know... Like Facebook Messenger, ass is waving at you. Like I said, I think I did say that. I think you did. Oh, you did I wanted, say I that. Wanted to get yeah. mad, like, if you didn't I, say I said yeah, it. Yeah, I want to get mad. Like, how dare you say I would say a thing like that? I think I was talking about it waving like a like a Houston pop trunk. Yeah, so, she definitely gave a whole new definition of pop trunk for that <laughs> shit. My God. So, um, so Sunday. Luckily, when we got to the hotel, I immediately requ- requested a late checkout because mm-hmm. I was hungover as shit by the time I got up that morning. Yeah. So we um 
the show didn't start till like six. So we did you decided, drink that much to be hungover? Yes. Oh, I mean, okay. I certainly did. Um, so because I drank when we got back to the room. Oh, okay, I got you. But okay, shows at six, checkouts at one, and we were like, well, we don't know what we're gonna do. Like, we haven't talked to nobody about going to brunch, nothing like that. So fuck it. Somebody brunch probably even gonna, exist in Houston. It does. Oh, we were like, somebody's probably gonna be tailgating. So let's just go out there. So we go around a few times. We look for a place to park. We settle in on this one parking lot. And then some guys pull up next to us. And they pull out like a tent immediately. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Peanut, we got a bottle of tequila right here. We got a bunch of shot glasses. Let's offer them shots and help them put up the tent. So we did that. Next thing we know, we're at the the full-blown LGBTQ wrestling community tailgate. Yeah, we are. These motherfuckers got drinks they got beer they got liquor they, they got popeyes popeyes they, pizza. The size. they got pizza they had everything it was cool as shit man we yeah. standing there talking wrestling for a long time it was, it was real dope shout out to those guys man and yeah it's funny definitely because i posted i got tweeted about them being out there and then uh this guy i know he was like oh i know those guys and then everybody gets to talking and we know each other and all that and uh, exchange information so Whenever they're around throwing a tailgate we're gonna be in that thing oh yeah absolutely. you should absolutely so that was to. really cool man yeah very nice um, people so, again, I had been drinking like crazy the night before, um, drinking that morning. So, what did I do? I got in the truck and took a nap before the show. You did. That's right. You did. <laughs> and, and us being the idiots we are, we should have, as soon as we got there, we should have went and got our tickets and we could have just walked into place, right? Yep. We didn't think about that. Nope. Took my nap. You woke me up when everybody was, when they packed up the tailgate, when mm-hmm. everybody was going inside. So, we waited in line, get to the front of the line, 40 minutes. Wrong line. So then we go to the other line, and then we're waiting there. It's like an hour. Yeah. A lady's in front of me. She's wearing a shirt, and I look at her, and I say, hey, are you Keith Lee's mom? And she was like, yeah, I'm a stepmom. And so then, like, anybody who doesn't watch wrestling, Keith Lee is is a wrestler for WWE who's just kind of getting, like, rolling, getting his big shot. Mm-hmm. And she was like, yeah. And she's like, this is his dad. And this is his brother. And of course, his dad's like you know six four, six five. His, his brother's was, his brother's six six, and he's thirteen years old. Yeah, fucking monster. Yeah, and they were, and the dad was like, yeah, my other brother's like six ten. So just a family of monsters. Mm-hmm. Um, but they were really sweet, and you know, I told them like who I work for and what I do, and I asked them a bunch of questions, and they were really like excited to a- answer stuff about their son. So that was cool. So in the thing I'm writing about him that I've been working on and working on, I think it's going to be even better now. And it's only because I'm a screw up and got too drunk and had to wait in line. But they were, I mean, you, you talked to his mom for a while. Yeah. Like, very very really nice. Sweet. sweet lady. Yeah, yeah. Very fun. Very cool too. The best thing about the story is the only reason they were still in line is because they didn't realize how big of an event it was. Cause Keith Lee's been wrestling in, you know, high school gyms and, and, bingo halls for the last 13 years. I was about to say bingo hall, but yeah. I don't want to say it. No, no, it's not no disrespect, <laughs> yeah, but they exactly. used small venues. So they were like, um, we didn't realize we'd have to be here early. Normally we could just walk in. And it's like, it was really sweet, like really innocent. Uh, but shout out to him, shout out to them. That was really fun. Um, nah, Minute Maid Park was tripping though. With the, with the lines? Yeah. Oh, they didn't know what the fuck they were doing. Well, no, what, what they were doing was what, uh, what she had figured out was in the will call lines, they were also selling tickets. Oh, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is they like didn't have a specific will call. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, you have like ten windows. Why don't you do those five for sales? These five for like it, it would have went so much faster. You could open up one more window. Yeah, 
Well, not, it, yeah, just in general. But I'm saying, but if you split it up, you know, shit would have went so much faster. Will call could have went so much faster. Sales could have went so much, you know. Yeah, it was, it was, like, it was handled poorly. Like, I, I think we missed, like, at least the first two matches. Which, you know, whatever. We missed a dark match and we missed part of the women's rumble. Um, yeah, which, that was fine. What did you think of the show? It was okay. I mean, it wasn't... I, I thought overall it, it was very mid. I, I, I truly believe the, the men's rumble saved the whole thing. Okay. Um, it, it, it just, you know, it, it wasn't very good. I mean, the Daniel Bryan match, that that was alright. It, you know, it was, it was pretty good. But the, the rest of it was just... It, it was unspectacular about it. Like, it, it was kind of like... I wait in line for this shit. I like the two things that you liked. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but again, like you said, <laughs> like you said, it's, it's not a wrestling show. So, so we'll leave yeah. the wrestling there. Um, so the big story, um, when we get to the tailgate, um, I think I got a, I think I got a tweet and then a bunch of tweets and it kept going. I'm um, saying that Kobe Bryant, I had passed away. Um, come to find out, you know, Kobe Bryant, um, his daughter, Gigi, um, two of her teammates, their parents, uh, their coach and the pilot um, were in a helicopter crash that took their lives. Um, I mean, what do you really say that hasn't been said? Um, you know, you guys watch the news, you guys read sites. Um, so, you know, you know, kind of the situation with all that. Um, what I wanted to do. You know, we have a, I wouldn't say a unique look at the guy because, you know, everybody knows who Kobe Bryant is. Um, oh, yeah, absolutely. What's different with us is, you know, we grew up Spurs fans. Hating and so, him. yeah, I mean, that was, it's it's weird to have a rivalry that's in conference that's a rivalry, but you got to remember for, what was it? Ever since... The year 2000, I think, Peanut, or since the year 1999, every NBA Finals had had Tim Duncan, Kobe Bryant, Shaq, D-Wade, Dirk, or LeBron for like a long time. Mm -hmm. Like some combination of those guys were in the NBA Finals. Yeah. Um, And then if you go just reaching the Finals from 99 to... uh, I guess 2010, if you go 2011, um, every year it was either the Spurs, the Lakers, or the Mavs. Um, I think through 2010. Mm-hmm. Like it was, that's who it was, right? Yeah, the Mavs had that one time or uh-huh. two times or whatever. Yeah, so, you know, it was either us or Kobe. Yep, pretty much. <laughs> that's what it was. So, mm-hmm. you know, Western Conference finals or semifinals. They were always battles, and and that's always who you expected to end up winning a title or coming out of the West. So, you know, very few people, even though everybody saw him, you know, we like you said, we hated the guy. Um, and and not for not hated the person, but like that was the guy who was in our way. Kobe and Shaq, Kobe and Shaq, Kobe and Shaq. Um, I actually got to go to, uh, Kobe and Tim Duncan's last game against each other. Oh yeah, uh, with my birthday. Oh nice, uh, a couple years back. So yeah, um. To our generation, that's the closest thing to Michael Jordan. Um, and, and what I mean by that is, you know, we have uh, like friends in our group chat who, you know, idolize Kobe Bryant. And it's not just that. Like I have 
friends my age and contemporaries and you go to barbecues and couples dates and stuff like that and Kobe is just that guy to them you know um again our perspective is a bit different because we spent so much time cheering against the guy that you look for the problems and the flaws and the jokes that you can make mm-hmm. you know um now that I mean even after the retirement I had a a respect for him that I couldn't have had while they were playing. And what I mean by that is I'm one of the people who was ignorant enough to make those jokes about, you know, Kobe. Shaq was carrying Kobe the first three rings. Right. And then then I stopped being an idiot and actually read some numbers. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And Kobe was putting up like 27 a game through those playoffs. So, like, even though Shaq was putting up 30, Kobe was still like. Yeah, that guy. You know what and I mean? Like, you can't Sha- be Shaq. And Shaq was also double and triple teamed throughout all that. A lot of people get double and triple teamed. Oh, yeah. But listen, listen. I, I love Penny Hardaway. Uh-huh. Penny Hardaway and uh, Nick Anderson wasn't dropping 30 a night when Shaq was getting double and triple and quadruple teamed. Like, I I wanted it to be funny until it wasn't funny. Like, yeah. they, they put up um, a thing where, I, I forget what year it was. I think it might have been 01, mm-hmm. where... Um, through the playoffs, Shaq averaged thirty point six a game, and Kobe averaged thirty point seven. Like Kobe was, he was a monster back then. Um, I always, I hate the argument that Kobe never had help because it really diminishes what they did that second no, run. No, he had, a, he always had help. No, 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 no. Oh. Yeah, no, sure. But that second They're run, crazy. I used to hate when people said that. Like Paul Gasol was like one of the best centers in the league, and at that Lamar time, yeah. Odom was like that man. Yeah. So yeah, um, but. He had a great supporting cast. You know, he had Derek Fisher, Rick Fox. My first memory of Kobe um, was Eddie Jones getting traded away for him. And I was like, you can't trade Eddie Jones for this guy. Like, who is this kid? Eddie Jones is great. Um, It was a good trade. Yeah, yeah, it it obviously worked out. Yeah, man. Um, (laughs) And what I really, you know, appreciate about him is all these guys who are in the league now. Mm -hmm. That's who they grew up worshiping. Oh, yeah. And to lose, you know, it's hard to say father figure because you don't want to put that on anybody you don't know. Mm-hmm. But he raised a lot of these kids basketball wise, you know. Um, as yeah, far a lot as, of them did yeah, try to emulate him. Exactly. Absolutely. Who they patterned yeah. the game after, whose work ethic they want to embody. So, yeah, um, you know, the fiercest of competitors, fearless. And, and I think that that's probably the thing I respect about him the most, like they said one time Dwight Howard asked him about shooting free throws. Cause he was like, yo, I'm, you know, I got to fix this free throw thing. I've never been really good at it, but I want to get better. And you know what Kobe told him? Hmm. Go shoot a thousand of them. And he wasn't like saying it to be funny. He was like, no, get up in the morning, shoot a thousand of them. Like they're going to go in or they're not going to go in, but you won't be afraid to do it anymore. Like he was a lunatic in the best sense of being a lunatic. This is what he wanted to be the best at. He worked at it, you know, nonstop. And uh, that's to really be commended. Um, And then you look, you know, after his playing career is over and then him being, you know, just a thousand percent, you know, focused on helping his daughter kind of pursue her dream of basketball and him becoming like a legit ambassador to women's sports. And to say we need to treat them like we've treated men's sports because that's the only way 
like we can progress. I think that was, uh, you know, super commendable. Um, we never want anybody to have to deal with a thing like that, you know, to have to deal with like a giant accident or, you know, being scared in your last moments. Um, you know, Gigi, his daughter, you know, got to be with her dad in her last moments. Um, so I think that, and not just her, you know, the, the, the other young ladies, you know, who were on the plane as well, or on the helicopter as well. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were so their parents, yeah. you hate to, you know, ever see a tragedy like that, but maybe there's a silver lining in your last days being with your last moments being with the people you care most about. Um, so, you know, prayers to those families who lost parents and lost children. Um, anything else you have? No, you pretty much, it, you know, covered everything about it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot. Um, I think that, again, you and I may not be as close as some because he's somebody we always kind of kept at arm's length because we had to. We felt like that. Um, mm-hmm. So... You know, now that that all that's done, um, you know, just rest in peace, you know, Kobe and Gianna and everyone else involved. Um, So, yeah. That's that's us on that. Yeah. Super Bowl, Peanut. Super Mm. Bowl. It's unfortunate to everybody who's worked so hard to get here that it's almost a footnote now. You know, like the excitement that was for it can't be the same because oh, it's definitely deflated. You lose somebody that valuable in sport, um, it makes other sports you know feel different. So, um, but those guys worked hard to get there, um, and you know it's probably going to be a hell of a game. I'm I'm excited from from that standpoint. I'm just going to ask you a series of questions before we get to. The specifics of who you think is going to win. All right. Is Patrick Mahomes, talent-wise, the best quarterback you've ever seen? Talent-wise? I don't know if he's the best, but he's up there. He's definitely up there. Who would you say, if you had to throw a name out there, who, who's the best off top? Because I know like, who mine is. Just, just talent? Just talent. Oh, Mike Vick. Okay. I say Aaron Rodgers. Um... I think that Michael Vick, while he has probably the strongest arm of, between him and Aaron Rodgers, mm-hmm. I think that Aaron Rodgers' accuracy on the run is just the craziest thing ever. Yeah, um, that's true. But I, I'm right there with both of them, though, for different reasons, sure. I think that Patrick Mahomes cannot beat Michael Vick or Aaron Rodgers in a foot race, but I think that you have them stand next to each other and let them run forward three yards and see who can throw that ball the furthest. Oh, he's definitely. I think it's Pat Mahomes. Oh, easily. And if you do the same thing and see who throws that pass the most accurate, I think it's him too. Mm-hmm. So I think arm talent-wise, I think he's definitely the most talented. Um, but I think that the fact that he can run like that too, um, he's up there for me. Is Are we being unfair to Jimmy Garoppolo, who no. isn't required to do a whole lot, but has the chance to be like, win a bunch of games for a really long time. He's thrown the ball 27 times in the playoffs. 
He threw the ball nine times last game. So, so he, I'm asking, are we being unfair to him? Are we devaluing him by saying he's not doing the heavy lifting? No. I mean, it's just their, their offense works differently than the Kansas City offense. Mm-hmm. Kansas City doesn't really necessarily need to run the ball to be successful, mm-hmm. whereas the 49ers don't really have to throw the ball to be successful. That's, go. I mean, different offenses. There's some offenses that will work better putting that disgusting – terrible which i hate with a passion slot t yeah. and there's some offenses that you can just I like that's damn near what san francisco does i'm serious yeah it's fucking um, disgusting they, they, it's, it's a bunch of reverses and a lot Gimmick of shit. a lot of off tackle runs but but i mean they went out and found these guys that i've never heard of guys that have been you know passed around the league three four five years and they're just they they fly around i've never seen a collection of so here's the thing with that mm-hmm. You know that little wrestling joke you have with that one guy? Oh, he's never going back to the trailer park. Yes. That's kind of the same thing with these 49ers. That's what it seems like. Like, this is their shot. Yeah. And it's like, okay, you've been bitching and crying. You want to be a star of this? Here you go. And they're not yeah. trying to fuck it up. And I don't blame them. They, it's, it's, they are so, again, it, it's an offense. I hate when they line up, but it's so fun to watch. Because they just got guys. It's like when you used to play NCAA yeah. and you wanted – uh, you felt bad when you recruited a guy and you didn't play him, so you'd put him in like one package and you'd find a way to make sure he got 600 yards in the season. It's that they got 14 guys out there like that you never heard of that are all gonna have 50 yard games. It's the weirdest thing in the world. Um, I, I can't tell you who their starting wide receivers are. I can't either. I don't know. I know they got Kittle at tight end. Um, mm-hmm. I know they got that kid Mostert out there. I don't know who else is on that team uh, offensively. I, I don't know. Right, just player um, one, player two. So, if you could have one thing, what would you have? A a dominating defense or a generational quarterback? You only get one. I would tell you, dominating defense. Okay. Um, here's this why I give, and I give away my pick. Here's why I give Kansas City the edge. Okay. Mm-hmm. San Francisco runs. They pretty much are just running zone, right? They're pretty much just a zone defense. Now, a fantastic zone defense, clearly, right? I think that when you have a zone defense that's going against Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill and Sammy Watkins, I think that Swiss you have, cheesed up. I think you have three zone beaters. And I think that not only do you have three zone beaters, and but man beaters. Uh, that's what I'm uh, man beaters too sure yeah but definitely zone beaters mm-hmm. um, Kelsey is gonna find the soft spot in your zone Hill is gonna run past your zone like you run the wrong cover two on him and that safety is flat footed and he's gone right um, and then you have Pat Mahomes who even though he's got uh, Bosa and uh, what's the other what's the other guy's name Demarcus, now I'll, I'll remember it after the show. Watch, even though you got those two ends out there killing it, right? Yeah, I think that Pat Mahomes has enough wiggle in the pocket and is enough of a threat to run that you can't just and line it, up and run it. Rush and it. His old line's good enough to give him that extra uh-huh. second to let him to release the ball. So I think I don't even see I don't even see both of them as a, as a factor, really much it, of a factor. Yeah, it's a they're going into the game a point and a half favorites, Kansas City. Mm-hmm. 
I think Kansas City wins the game. Yeah, um, I do too. So, so we'll see. I think it's going to be really good, though. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if San Francisco won because I, I think they're that good top to bottom. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, I look at what Russell Wilson can do against them, how he can play them close all the time, and we yeah. know how he can move, and they didn't really have a running game. I like Kansas City. I think Kansas City can hang 30 on anybody. You know? Um, you excited for the commercials? No. Yeah, that just kind of died for me. Um, not just, but like five, six years. Because uh, uh, a lot of them have already been leaked already. Yeah, they show them early now because people yeah. don't watch TV. Um, it's like... Yeah, WWE doesn't have a halftime show this year. That's sad. They had a very good halftime heat last year. Good, they don't need one. Wow. Um, I don't know. Unless, unless there's Brooklyn Brawler or Billy Gunn wrestling, I don't give a shit. So, um, let's go back to basketball for a second. Okay. Did you hear what uh, what Marcus Morris said? What did he say? So, we were talking about this in the group chat, and mm-hmm. you were like... Uh, First off, no. First off, about. no one cares about Marcus Morris because the way he spurned. But it's all good. It's whatever. I understand. You know. Okay. So basically, <clears throat> what he said is this. Okay. Um, they were asking him about someone guarding him through the end of the game, right? Yeah. And him and like him and Jay Crowder were going at it, and they ended up getting into a scuffle. And this is what Marcus Moore said. I think dude is just, he plays in a different way. A lot of female tendencies on the court. Flopping, throwing his head back the entire game. It's a man's game. And you just get tired of it, tired of it at the end of the day. When you shoot a step back, uh, when you step back and shoot a three and try to rub it in, that's why you're winning. It's just unprofessional. That's soft. His game is soft. He's soft. That's how he carries himself. It's very womanlike. Now, this, the same night, he said, I apologize for using the term female tendencies. I have the utmost respect for women and everything they mean to us. It was a heat of the moment response and never intended for any women to feel that way. Um, feel that, that I'm disrespecting them. Again, I apologize with my comments. So my first reaction is, if there's a WNBA. Mm-hmm. And there's women's college basketball. Yeah. And for whatever you feel about them, one thing they don't do, and I've seen the games, is whine and complain and bitch and fight. They don't. Like, I've, I've watched enough of it. Like, we've seen UConn beat people down for a decade straight. And nobody's tried to fight them. Or nobody's like got up in their face and cried about something they did. They took that ass whooping and kept going. So, because you knew you were going to lose, why are you going to fight over that? So it's 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 really tone deaf to say like he has female tendencies when you have a sister league that doesn't exhibit those tendencies. I, I like that the same night he apologized mm-hmm. and he didn't say like, "Oh, I apologize if anyone was offended." It was a genuine apology. Like he yeah. realized he made a mistake. Um, any thoughts on on? <laughs> Like, it just sucks that... It's Marcus Morris who gives a fuck. I wanted him to sign with us. <laughs> no, I did I really too. Did. I did too. But, you know, yeah. at the end of the day, you know, he... Say look, it. Look, look where he's at now. There's... He's a Nick. Right now, he's been punked out 36 times. <laughs> you uh-huh. chose to stay stay with a team that is dysfunctional... 
the whole from the top down, from ownership to coaches to players, is dysfunctional. Could have been averaging 15 and 10 right now down in San Antonio. Or possibly more. Yeah. You know, you know could, could, could have really helped out. You know, like, like you know, uh, it would have been a good, obviously a good deal for San Antonio. Mm-hmm. They, they wouldn't be in the rut that they're in right now. They wouldn't have to do this Selena night to put asses in the seats. I'm kind of hyped about Selena night. Oh, I bet way. you are. I bet you can be the first one there for reasons, but, you know. I like so. Hey, anything for Selena's. Oh, yeah, I bet. Um, <laughs> Really quick. Um, mm-hmm. So, talking about the Spurs. You know, the last time that there was not a spur on the All-Star team? Like 22 years ago. 1996, 1997 season. Damn. I was like 12 years old. Yeah. That's a long time. And it's Um, it's because David Robinson was hurt, and then they drafted Tim Duncan. Yeah, Yeah. that's true. You know, it's crazy because... uh, Which all this crazy talk of people like, oh, we should... Trade Demar. Demar's putting up crazy numbers right now. He's almost averaging goddamn he's, thirty points he's a game. Very well. Like, yes, he's killing it right now. Like it's it's literally it's Demar, Lamarcus, somebody's, and everybody else is just sucking. Somebody's dick. somebody's young point guard of the future needs to step it up. Yeah, he needs I to know. stop 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 unfollowing people on Instagram and and put a little working in the gym. Yeah, he does. Mamba mentality. All of Come them. On, all of them do. Yeah, because it, it, it like you know because I I don't really. I'll watch Spurs games here and there, but if you look, if you look at the stat sheets, mm-hmm. it's like DeMar is putting up like 27 or 28. Lamarck is putting up like another 20 or whatever. You know, he, he's doing – like they're doing what they need to do. Mm-hmm. And then everybody else, five points, eight points, three points, two points. Like y'all got to help. Yeah. Like what, what, I, what people don't understand is that's not a bad Spurs team. Mm-hmm. They're, the players are just playing terrible. It's not great. They're, they're not playing good basketball. Like, if they were to play the ball they're supposed to play, Spurs would easily be in the top five in the West right now. Easily. But, for whatever reason, like, I, I, don't, I don't know what it is. I don't know. I don't know if it's just the the, the the new wave mentality of, like, you know, these these new young kids where it's just kind of like, fuck work, give my money. I'm good enough. I made it to the league. Fuck me, pay me. You know, kind of thing. Like, okay, yeah, you made it. You're good, but you... The job ain't over. It's not over till you retire. You know? But I, I don't know. I don't get it. You know what else I don't get? What? Marty Digiman with dreadlocks like that. You want uh, to tell that story? Ugh, Barbara Hill. Oh, you want me to tell it? Mm-hmm. Okay, so the school district in the Houston area, Barbara Hill ISD, uh, if you're familiar with it, uh, basically they were um, – there's a student there who had been growing out his uh, his locks – since he was like in six or six, middle school, basically, mm-hmm. was an issue then. Now his senior year, they're saying, "Oh, they're too long. Cut them, or you don't get to graduate. You'll be in ISS every day, or suspended, or be, get placed." Pretty much, they're threatening put him in like you know, like alternative place uh, placement, which is obviously off campus. And the parents are like, "No, like he's been doing this for whatever, and this is a part of our culture," you know. And they had a big old board meeting, and the board, the the board superintendent, they're not budging. Which I personally think TEA needs to get involved and step in and um, dem- uh, diminish the board, have the, have them take over that, and force the superintendent to resign because this is terrible. This is is very bad publicity over something that is stupid. And if you look at their basketball team, 
they have kids that don't look like the student question and they have long hair. Their bangs are covering their eyes and shit. It's either racist or sexist or both. I would say I would say it's probably is racist at this point. You and I, um, you know, work in education Mm -hmm. and. I don't know if you see it as much as I do, but like a substantial amount of people I work with are like older black men. Mm -hmm. And you know what older black men in higher education have? What? Dreads. <laughs> like they just do, you know. Yeah. So the idea that there's something unprofessional about a man with dreads just is inaccurate. Yeah, one of my coworkers, he has it. Mm-hmm. No one cares. It's simply inaccurate. You know, you know some um, of the kids have it. No one cares. It's telling who is and who is not allowed to have culture mm-hmm. in a professional setting. Yeah, because uh, I'm telling you, yeah, if you re- if you look at that ba- the basketball team for this mm-hmm. year. Yeah, there are kids that they and uh, in the in the rules, uh, in the rule book, uh, it states that for boys' hair, like the hair can't go past the bangs or whatever. But if you look at that thing, if you look at the at these kids, these Caucasian kids, they have the bangs well below their eyebrows or whatever. They have shaggy hair, all this shit, you know. Meanwhile, there's, you know, um, you know, there's Bartholomew walking the halls with like you know pink and purple hair. Bartholomew, you know. But here's this, this student mm-hmm. who's trying to embrace his culture, who's been growing. It was an issue in middle school, but mm-hmm. now all of a sudden it's an issue. But at least he got the last laugh at the, at, at the end because he um, he, he transferred to another school. Yeah, right? he went to another mm-hmm. school, so he's doing fine. And he got to go on Ellen, and Alicia Keys presented him a 20K for a scholarship. Yeah, it's amazing. I would um, have to say, fuck the money. Come here, Alicia. <laughs> <laughs> nah, you got to be married. I'll buy Swiss Beats you for You got to be married to somebody for her to do that. So... Oh. Um, <laughs> But no, it's it's beautiful how people have like reached out to this kid. It's a shame that like people have to do you wrong for you to be celebrated. You know, you can't just be left alone because they yeah. could have just left it alone. Yeah, they um, could have just been like, uh, like because there's no issue. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until like the principal and all that and like the school board and them could have been like, who gives a shit? You know, and the, the funny thing was, was that. The rule book had been there for whatever. It was literally revised in December. Mm. And that part was revised, was the hair part. So now it looks even worse. That's what I'm saying. Like, you know, TA really needs to step up. I believe TA does have the power to, like, you know, get rid of a school board and, you know, with the principal. I feel like they need to do that. They need to step up and, you know, that superintendent uh, needs to resign. The principal needs to resign from that school. Um, hell, all admin. From that school need to resign and it just it just needs a whole new you know st- start back up because the, the, this is not a good look this is something that like you said yeah could have easily been avoided just who gives a shit let the kid have his hair who cares you know it's 2020 who gives a fuck like you know he's not a bad student he's gonna graduate but you know hey for his trouble he got 20k out of it have from a celebrity you, have you decided what you're teaching your kids for black history month uh no i have not i I, i'll put it like this when it comes to the program Mm -hmm. like uh, even though uh my coworker who's in charge of it Mm -hmm. i go look man i'm gonna stay out of it (laughs) however i'm gonna stay out of at least ideas however if y'all need help setting up you know using my mexicanist to help set up more than glad to do that you know but as far as ideas this isn't this shouldn't be from me 
you know, kind of thing. You handled this correctly. I yes. appreciate that. Yeah. Um, there's a lot say, of my coworkers that are not handling it correctly, and I, I pretty much had to call them out, and I'm going to. I would say um, if you guys are looking, you know, for ways to to gain information or, or just know a little bit more, have more perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, Notes of a Native Son, uh, a collection of James Baldwin essays, is a great place to start. Just for a perspective you're not used to hearing, it's not Malcolm X, it's not Martin Luther King, um, you know, not a Toni Morrison, just, uh, yeah, a book to check out, Notes of a Native Son, uh, James Baldwin, it is a cool thing to kind of start the month off with. Um, as somebody who's joked around about the significance of Black History Month every single day, <laughs> the older I get, the more I'm like, no, people need this information. Yeah. Because damn, there's some stupid motherfuckers out here. I didn't even log on to Facebook on MLK Day because I didn't want to <laughs> see the hypocrisy. I just like, no, <laughs> I'm going to leave it alone. I saw a lot of it. Yeah. So, okay. Let's talk about next week. Yeah. Um, we are going to a show. On oh, the that's eighth. right. Yes, we um, are. The Mahogany Project presents P.S. I Love You, a love story between... Shout out Joe and, Anderson Jr. What? Can I finish? Oh, sorry. Thank you. The Mahogany Project presents P.S. I Love You, a love story between two black men. This is the third installment of the series. Okay. I'm I'm checking with you. Sure. I believe it's the third one. Yeah. We didn't go to the first one. We went to the last one. We went to the last one. Um, yeah. A really fun show, like a live music and, mm-hmm. and and just a really like deep story. Um, Very good know, singer. If you've heard Joe, you know, on this show twice, you heard him, me and Peanut did an interview with him. Then you heard us kind of indirectly create. I just want to tell stories. And you've heard 10 episodes of that. So you the have an idea. Off, of, I just want to be nasty coming soon. You have an idea of what it is that you're getting. Um, Joe, just super talented guy. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is Saturday, February the 8th at Cheer Up Charlie's. Yep. You can get tickets at themahoganyproject.com. Um, Peter and I will definitely be in the building. So that's really then, right. And uh, they, have the, they have the special packages. They got the VIP package, uh, the PSL Love You package, and they have the regular general admission. The uh, PSL Love You package, I believe that's what it's called. It's, it gets you uh, some extra gifts. I believe it's going to come this time with the behind the scenes, like a documentary of them making P.S. I Love You. So that's going to be really cool. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm actually excited for that. To, how, many to kinda see how, yeah. huh? how many drinks does it come with? I think three. Okay. And I, if it's three, I'm getting all three this time. <laughs> I, I already already uh, tweeted Joe about it. Oh and I said, God. hey, I'm, I'm getting all my three of my drinks this time. God damn it. Yeah. So that should be a really good time. But like, um, yeah, I'm really excited to see that part because to see how he works, to see how he creates this. Yeah. You know, like I said, it, it's a uh, so the thing that we've been talking about creating. So maybe we can get an idea of how to come about that. But I'll talk about that off air because I don't want no one to steal our idea. All right. Um, and then again, guys, um, three weeks from now, mm-hmm. South Congress podcast episode one hundred. Um, you know, live from the Texas Toy Museum downtown mm-hmm. Austin, Texas. Yep. If you came out last time. You know what type of time we're on. So this should be. Uh, an extension, a continuation, and a larger celebration uh, than that. I'm, I'm really excited with some stuff that we're going to be doing. So, Me too. Uh, yeah. So that is February the 22nd, also a Saturday. Um, come out, celebrate with the boys. Should be a good time. Mm-hmm. Um, you get nasty. <laughs> just the last thing, man. Again, um, you know, you just kind of see all week people coming together and people, you know, 
squashing beefs and you know trying to come to an understanding they better uh, keep that energy for the rest of their life it's though. a beautiful thing it really is i think that life is definitely too short for us to 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 kind of fester on the things that don't matter when there's so much building that can be done between us um except larry dallas it's still fuck <laughs> larry dallas i was gonna say so does that mean that you're saying you're gonna accept a certain facebook friend request no it's still fuck, <laughs> it's still fuck monica too <laughs> I'm never going to forgive Monica for us missing that playoff game. I'm never going to forgive Larry Dallas for being a rotten son of a bitch. And a um, drunk rotten son of a bitch. Everybody else, I encourage you to make amends and to keep living. Because life is too short to be petty. Except Larry Dallas and Monica. Fuck you guys forever. Um, <laughs> but but no, no. In seriousness, um, the people you care about, the people close to you, if there are simple disagreements, if there are things you don't see eye to eye on, um, you never know the last time that you'll get to see that person or talk to that person or hold that person. So make sure the people important to you know just how important to you they are. Exactly, ladies, because you don't know when my last moment is going to be on this earth. So open up to me. It's the South Congress <laughs> Podcast, episode 98. My name is Cameron. And I'm Peanut. And we're out. Bye. Want to support the show? Want a specific topic, comment, show, or movie discuss? Supporting the South Congress Podcast on Patreon allows you to dictate the conversation. Visit patreon.com slash Seahawk for details on how you can support and guide the show.